Welcome to a self-published author's diary. I am Elodie Novodatsky. I write about first time, second chances, things that scare the crap out of me and things that make me laugh out loud. I'll be speaking with you and sharing my adventures in self-publishing, the behind the scenes of writing and the business side of it. And before we get started today, a small message from our sponsor, Anchor. Thanks for listening. Hello, I am recording this episode on the day it was supposed to drop on November 22nd. The chemical engineer and I just spent a few wonderful, wonderful days in Cape Cod and I had all the intention to record and edit the podcast episode so that it would release on November 22nd, so today, but it did not happen. And so I decided to just enjoy my weekend and I have the script ready. I want to talk about success today and I have a lot of things to talk about. So I'm very excited to be here and I'm sorry that the episode is a day late. And if you're listening to this episode out of order and you're wondering what the heck am I talking about? I usually drop episodes on Tuesdays every two weeks. And so this one is dropping on a Wednesday. But let's dive into the topic at hand. So I've been full of ideas and energy and plans. Uh, last week I posted on TikTok. I don't post on TikTok probably as regularly as I should. But yet last week I posted on TikTok to talk about Sweets for Love. And it's one of those videos that shows a message I sent to my critic partners talking about an elevator scene in that book that is five times more steamier than the elevator scene in The Hating Game. Also, I think I really loved The Hating Game. And then a page flip to the moment in the actual paperback book and the cover of Sweets for Love. And it did not go viral or anything like that. But it had a lot of people saving the videos. And I think, you know, when people save the video or take the time to save it, I know sometimes they might go back and see where it's available. They might want to check out the price or they just like the cover or they just like what they've read. But I think it does help with awareness, at least about Sweets for Love and the cover and me as an author. So... As I said, this is something that I want to try to make more into a routine, but right now it's not, you know, it's not my main, my main focus. So of course I do not forget about marketing for Sweets for Love. I, there are a few things I want to do. There are a few things I want to do also for The Leftover Bride to make sure that the read through to Sweets for Love is happening and that people get excited about reading the next books in the series. So I have a lot of things that are in the back of my mind that I need to put on paper and then to actually do. So last week I also went to the post office to mail the signed copies of Sweets for Love to the wonderful readers who won the bingo. I sent Sweets for Love postcards on Tuesdays to readers too and I wrote, revised and edited two episodes for one of my Vela stories which I scheduled for last Friday and last Sunday. And I scheduled them because that's what I try to do now. I try to schedule my Vela episodes for the week. So I do them at the beginning of the week. They're scheduled. I don't have to worry about them or like be under stress for the deadline. 
It doesn't work every week for me, but I, that's something that I strive to do. I also updated the French cover of Sweets for Love, which is called Un Amour de Pâtisserie. And Sweets for Love reached 15 reviews, while The Laughter of a Bride reached 41 reviews. So I'm pretty stoked by it. Even when it comes to the 50 reviews, it did take longer than I thought. But see here, the verb that I used is thought, and it's not entirely planned. So I had planned, I had thought that that plan could work, but the actual outcome is not something that was really in my control. So now, you know, if I, if I do it again, um, try to get reviews via TikTok and get an ARC team via TikTok, I kind of know approximately what percentage of reviews I get per, let's say, 10 people asking for the advanced review copy. So that's, you know, that's something that might help me forward when it comes to planning and trying out. TikTok to find advanced readers was definitely helpful. And yes, I will probably do it again once I have a next book ready for, for review. And in addition, the more early readers I have for each book, the more early readers I probably will have for future books, as long as I don't wait a year to release the next book. So I'm, I'm planning, I'm building the necessary blocks for my career. And here on this topic, <laughs> what a smooth transition. Last week on Wednesday, I got to listen to Zoe York present Building Blocks for Success at the Maryland Romance Writers November meeting. Zoe York is a 13-time USA Today bestselling author of contemporary romance. She also has a non-fiction book series, Romance Your Plan, Romance Your Goals, and Romance Your Brand books. And after this talk, and yes, I'm definitely getting the book. Actually, I think they're waiting for me outside right now. I think they've arrived today. But it's been a reminder that there are things I need to do for my career, for my own building blocks. And there are things that I know I need to do and still haven't done. And I need to really just sit down and put some other things to the side that I may not, you know, that I may want to do, but might not be the moment to do, or that I just maybe need to delay by one week or things that I can just like, for example, I'm, I'm planning for a next story, like a, a novella for Sweets for Love, and I wanted it to be released in December. Well, it's clear it's not going to get released in December. I mean, I'm not going to be, I could, and see, that's the point. I could write a novella in one week. Once I know, you know, if I plan it, I could write a novella in one week. And it's not because I have some sort of superpower. A lot, a lot of writers do have superpowers, yes. But a lot of writers do write pretty quickly. If I have a story that I know that I'm going to tell and I have the outline for it and I know exactly what beat I need to hit. And if I do preparation for the characters, so if I spend actually, so like it might take me a week to write 20,000 words, I will not be doing anything else though during that week, meaning I will not be able to do any marketing. I will not be doing any of my Kindle Veda stories, I would need probably an entire week to plan for it if I want to write it in a week. And again, when I'm saying a week, it would be a novella and it would be about 20,000 words. So I would need like a week to plan it, to sit down and really just work only on the planning and outlining. And then I would need a week to write it. So that would be two weeks, full weeks, just on that. I might be able to do a few other things, but really like not that much. And then I would need somebody to edit it and to proofread it. So yes, I could, but it's not, 
I know myself and I know that because on top of it, my Kindle Revela story is currently what is bringing me an income, then I cannot just put that to the side. I actually need to try to write more episodes because it's important for me to be able to sustain my career and to actually make steps in my career when it comes to financial goals. And so I want to be able to make an income with my writing. And to do that, I need to focus on some of the things that will enable me to make an income. However, that's not to say that novella is not going to happen. It will. It just needs to happen a bit more slowly. And it also not to say that it will happen before the other things that I need to do, which is part of building the block, the foundation for my career. So for example, I need to do a funnel to my newsletter for The Leftover Bride. I need to write about 8,000 to 10,000 words. And I have the material for it because Soka and Ryan from The Leftover Bride, they are third chance romance. They had two tries before being able, like being in a place that enabled them to really work through their issues. The first time they were in high school and Soka didn't want to ditch Swanscove and run away the way Ryan did. Second time they were slightly older, but both of them were still not ready. The third time, well, the third time was the charm. They were both in a place to work, like they had worked on themselves already separately. And then they were able to work on themselves further together in a way and to work on their couple and on what they wanted. The dog is snoring next to me, but so it's, it's something, you know, I had those stories that I can tell about what happened to them before they finally got their first third chance. And I also, as I said, want to rearrange the ending of the leftover bride. So I don't want to change it per se as the content will still be the same but I need to switch it a little bit so that readers just can't wait to click book two, which is Sweets for Love. And that comes from listening to Zoe's presentation to the Maryland's Romance Writer. So this is just one, actually two or three examples of things I'm going to work on. And I also need to make sure that I set up my pen name for success because yes, right now, as I've said, I'm earning a profit with my Vela stories and I will go more into detail actually in my next episode when it comes to the Vela stories. But I also want to publish those stories as eBooks and paperbacks. And one thing right now that I'm doing, which is very, very challenging for me is I'm waiting until I'm done writing the second book. It's, it's two books right now in that series. And I'm done writing the first one. The first one is already on Kindle Vela and I'm currently writing the second one. And that's, I'm releasing episodes usually two episodes per week. That's what I'm doing for that particular story. It's about, it's about 1,500 words per story. So I release 3,000 words per week. And I am trying, I'm trying to hold on and to not rush this process. And by rushing this process, I mean that I want to have the two books ready to go before I release the first one. And because of Kindle Vela, I have to wait 30 days until I publish the last episode of what I'm going to be releasing. So let's say if I finish writing book two, then I still have to wait 30 days to release that one in, in ebook and paperback. But once I at least finished it, then I can start, well, I'm not, I'm going to start earlier, but this is 
something that I'm waiting on in terms of publishing because I want to do a rapid release with those two books and I want to have another book from that pen name almost ready to go when those two books are being released. And the reason why I want to do that is because I would like to have about three books published under that pen name next year. And that would be, that would be just great. I want to see how it works. And then I could work on novelas for that pen name, which is something that I had wanted to do, but it's, it's turned into, turned into a novel. Talk about planning, but it's, it's actually getting great response on Kindle Vela. And I want to make sure that I have a website that I do have. I have already like a Facebook page for that pen name stories, but I, I need to do some different things before I release them as, as ebook and paperbacks. I also want to make sure that I have a bonus scene and that I can have a newsletter and that, and, and, and I just don't want to publish because I'm in a hurry to have readers and see how it works. And in one way, the Kindle Vela really helps me with that because I've, I think I've mentioned it before, but I do like, like, <laughs> It's almost, it's, it's endorphins for me to release, even though it's super stressful, but it's knowing that I've released another book in the, in the world is, is a wonderful feeling and being able to release episodes right now, it's again, it's two episodes per week. I need to up it up to three episodes per week because I have another Kindle Vela. I need to make sure that everything is set up before I release those stories or those novels under the pain name. So one of the things and something else that Zoe said really resonated with me and it was hoping to be an outlier is not a business plan. And that's why I'm really, really trying to wait also when it comes to my pen name to release those stories more in a rapid release plan is because I can hope to go viral with those books. I can hope even as a, when I release them as ebook and paperback, I can hope that they will just find their readership and, and just go. And because I could have a TikTok, a TikTok that goes viral, or I could have something, some readers who talk about it and then like share it on social media. And I get a lot of readers and, 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 and right. But this is not a business plan. I cannot just think that I could be an outlier and then this is what's going to be what works for me. And so while hoping to be an outlier, you know, is not a business plan, as I've said, and it doesn't mean that I do not dream <laughs> to be an outlier. And it doesn't, like, it doesn't mean that I don't, it's not crushing my dreams of maybe one day being noticed by Reese Witherspoon and her actually calling me up and letting me know that she's going to be using my book in her book club and maybe just adapt it for Hulu or whomever she has um, a contract with. That does not stop that from, from happening in my mind. Like daydreaming is still something I do and still something that I'm going to do. It's, it's part of who I am. But it's a reminder to have the foundation needed to really be efficient, to really be successful. And so what a transition here again. I'm, I'm very proud of my transitions today because success, what a word. And that can have so many different meanings for a lot of different people. A couple of days ago, I was listening to a great podcast called Wish I Known Then 
for writers with Sarah Rosette and Jamie Albright, more precisely. I was listening to episode 141, Tamila Breck on what to email to newsletter subscribers. Side note, Tammy just opened her course on what to email newsletter subscribers and it's more subscription than a one-time fee and it's already helping me. I don't have a link to share because she just opened it and right now she just opened it to her newsletter subscribers. So I will definitely share it once I can share it. <laughs> one of the questions the hosts ask each of their guests on the podcast is how they would define success. And Tammy started by talking, you know, in a world where we talk so much about six figures, authors and launching to the top of the list to her success is just having enough. And she acknowledges, of course, that enough is going to vary for different people. People's needs are not going to be the same. People are not, you know, depending on where you live, depending on what, if you have a partner, what, what your partner does, if you need to depending on how many people you have under your care or what, it's just so many things, right? That will define what enough is. But she mentions that for where she lives and where she's at in her life, being successful is when you do not have to worry about sustaining yourself and you can continue doing what you do without burning out. That's enough. And I really, really liked her answer because I feel like this has a lot to do with being content Something that I try my very best to be as often as I can is content. And it doesn't mean that I'm not striving for the next step. I've been thinking about defining what success means for me ever since I started. Behind, of course, the dreams, as I said, of a lifetime or Netflix movie deal, or again, waking up to seeing that Reese Witherspoon loved one of my books. So again, Reese, if you're listening to this podcast, clearly pick up one of my books. Success also means something monetary to me. It has since the very beginning, but at the very beginning, it was not, it was not part of my business plan because self-publishing at that time was not my career. When I started, it was not, I was hoping for it to become my career or like my part-time career, but I was not, I was not relying on that income for anything. When I started self-publishing in June 2014, I was a press officer for the European Central Bank. And that seems like yesterday and that seems like a lifetime ago. So again, financially speaking, my husband and I were not relying on self-publishing. And after moving to the US, I ended up getting a job as an adjunct faculty in a community college teaching German. And so self-publishing was more part-time. I was still, I mean, that was still my dream and not only my dream, but I wanted to have a career as a self-published author. And trust me when I tell you that adjuncts do not make a lot of money, that's an understatement. So my goal was to make five figures at the time as a self-published author with self-publishing. So not counting the money I was earning as an adjunct faculty. That's how I would have defined success was to have a profit of five figures per year with writing, not with teaching, but with writing. And <laughs> nope, if I look at our tax returns, I was not successfully financially speaking, according to what I had defined myself as what financially successful would have been. Then I was diagnosed with cancer. And I can say that I was starting to be more successful when that happened, but I can't tell how my career would or would have not taken off. Like sometimes, you know, I look back and I'm like, oh yeah, but I was starting to be successful and, and financially speaking, and I had more readers and 
if that had not happened, I don't, I don't know. Maybe my next book that I would have written would have flopped, or maybe I would have not gotten as much as I did. Like, I, I have no idea, really, on how everything would have turned out if I had not been diagnosed when I was diagnosed in 2017, in October 2017. However, it's true that since I wasn't writing as much or not at all during treatments, it was not like rapid release was definitely not in the on the horizon at the time. And I was like, it was hard for me to be in a mental space to write. And I mean, when I got diagnosed, I was told to sleep upright due to the size of the tumor in my chest and some other things, you know, that's for another podcast. So writing was not necessarily the easiest. The creative process was not the easiest. And I can't remember if I felt guilty about it then. I mean, I was kind of busy trying to survive, so maybe not. But I had moments after when I was feeling better and I was still not writing, when I felt guilty and I was so tough on myself. I'm pretty sure if I shared everything I went through at the time, including the fact that I did write, and also single-handedly organized an auction to benefit associations helping young adults facing cancer, I would be so much more graceful to that person telling me the story than I was to myself. If you haven't read Susan Dennard's latest newsletter entitled Take the Time to Heal, she's talking about writing as an identity and productivity and so much, so much more. I'll link it in the episode description if you're interested. And now going back to my own definition of success. So... Once, you know, I was, I did, I did publish books um, during treatment. I did not publish as much as I wanted to, but I did. And then after my stem cell transplant, I wrote The Leftover Bride, which I'm, I'm very, very proud of this book. So I've been doing well health-wise. I haven't had any treatments and I'm, I'm, I've been in remission since October 2019. And my last treatment was in May about May 2020, I had immunotherapy after my stem cell transplant. And so my last treatment was more than two years ago. I am more active. I, you know, I, there are still things. And I, again, that's the story for another podcast, but I am writing more. I wrote right now, Sweets for Love. I published Sweets for Love just this year. I finished, you know, I published it. I started writing it last year, but I finished writing it this year. I also wrote a book and a half, so to speak, on Kindle, actually two books on Kindle Vela when it comes to length. So it's like three books for this year, which is pretty good. And I'm doing a lot more and I'm working on translations and I'm, you know, I'm doing this podcast, which I'm hoping you're enjoying and, 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 right. When it comes to financially speaking, my definition of success, I am so, so close in 2022 to reach that financial success that I had set myself years ago. And, and yes, now it has changed. What I would consider financial success is no longer reaching that five figure because it was supposed to be the first stepping so stone, so to speak, to like more, but still with everything that I have been, you know, that I've gone through and reaching that first step and it's almost reaching that first step is, is very exciting because in terms of profit, yes, I've, I've reached that over five figure, not by much, but I did. But if I take into account the expenses, so, you know, translation expenses that I'm paying right now and my book comes out in December, the translation of Sweets for Love, so I will not get that revenue until next year and I do have some 
other revenue in the pipeline, as well as the bonuses that I'm going to get for November, crossing my fingers, and then December. But still, even with the translation and my website costs and some ads that I've been running and, 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 I am very, very close to reaching that, that goal. And I'm being very transparent here and I, I crossing my fingers that, that it's helpful and know that I am planning on reaching that goal and more next year because my, what I will, what I would consider financial success right now for me would be to be able to pay the mortgage, our mortgage monthly. And that's what I will be continuing to work towards. But I do also have more than one metric of success and things that have changed throughout the years. I had fan art made with the very, very first book that I published. And I didn't have that as like my definition of success because I, I didn't think anybody would make any fan art for me. And, and they did. I had readers sending me images they created. I had readers sending me emails about my books. Like a summer like no other started, you know, was the click that they needed to start reading including the French translation of A Summer Like No Other, I had a French reader telling me that's the book that really helped them get excited about reading. I had Fear Me, Fear Me Not being featured in two book clubs. Two book clubs. That's that's just like my mind is still... I Yeah, can't find the words. I'm just so excited that my books were featured in book clubs. I had readers tell me that my Swans Cove series is making them laugh and how they cannot wait to reread my books read my books like maybe my books are becoming comfort reads for some people and this is these are definitely successes so I am already successful in in more than one way when I reach the the mortgage so to speak where I can pay the mortgage with my books then I will have reached that financial success even if I don't have that Netflix movie my aim will be to continue making that year after year and without burning out. And it's something that I think is, is attainable, that it's reachable. And again, it doesn't mean that I'm not reaching for the stars, you know, and landing in the sky. What I can't remember how that goes, but I'm still dreaming and I'm still going to work towards certain things. But in terms of being content, in terms of satisfied in a way, maybe that's the way to go. Even though I'm thinking about the Hamilton song right now, he'll never be satisfied. But it's just, I guess, my point <laughs> is that Looking at success and looking at the definition of success, I think can be helpful to make sure that personally, and I don't know if that's the same for you, but personally, I don't miss those moments and I will continue to build those building blocks that enable me to continue doing what I love doing, which is telling stories and telling love stories that end in a happily ever after. I asked on TikTok on my self-published author's diary account, what self-published authors define success for themselves. And I thought I would share a few answers with you to show you that it really, it, it really varies. I got, you know, things related to sales or seeing someone read your book or just knowing you made a reader feel something or maybe getting an email from a reader. Melissa Mikesell says success to me is having people read and connect with my work while being able to support my family from my words. It's not there yet. And then when I was chatting with her, she added, but also someone from Netflix turning my novel into a movie or show wouldn't be too bad. I mean, 
did I mention I wanted Reese Witherspoon to read my books? Author Rachel Mary Percy said, someone reading my book more than once. Selina Crinock says, it changes as I continue writing. I published my first book and kept going. And now I know more about what I'm doing than I did when I started. And then we continued and they added, of course it changes. I started with one published book as my goal. And when I held that proof in my hand, I knew I had to write a novel. Joanna Lane Cook said, having a large enough audience that I can afford self-perp for free, so pay for editing and cover art. So as you can see, there are many, many, many. I'm going to link the post on the episode description and you will be able to read more of the answers if you'd like. And you'll see there is a varied list of answers about what self-published authors define as success for themselves. As always, thank you so much for listening. Don't hesitate to leave a review and to share this podcast with your friends. You can also become a monthly subscriber. It starts at 99 cents if you'd like to help support this podcast. I am cheering you on as you continue to achieve success after success, or maybe as you define what success means for you in the self-publishing world. To all writers out there, happy writing, and to everyone, happy, happy reading.